What's happening? Why is my camera? Why is my camera working? Oh, there we go. Oh, look at that. We're here. You can hear me okay? Sounding good? Dude, you sound you sound so crisp. It's insane. <laughs> Amazing. Do you want me to uh, re- record locally just in case? If you want. All right. Yeah. Let me bring Audacity here. Do-do-do. What's happening? Yo, you know, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. You, you look, you look ready. <laughs> I like. Yeah, man. You got that radio voice. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done this a couple times before. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Only because the fact that, like, yo, you, you got the voice for radio. You got the voice for outer space. To be honest with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like they just announced um, a few members of NASA going to the moon. Uh huh. And honestly, again, again. Okay. And I feel like if they were calling. You from, I don't know, Houston or like yeah. wherever they're flying out of, and they're you're just like getting ready to go. I yeah. feel like your voice would be soothing enough to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to the moon. Yeah, and we'll we'll make it back. We'll make it back. Yeah, exactly. We'll make it back. <laughs> that's very that was very sweet. Thank you. That's a that's a very high compliment. I think it's because I recently watched Gravity. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a rough one. It was a rough one. And yeah. if I was if I was stranded or if I knew like it was my time, mm-hmm. I would I I think it would be really nice to hear your voice as like the last thing I'd hear before. Yeah, that is <laughs> probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And, you know, there's a person on Earth who's given birth to me. So that's very <laughs> that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Where are you at right now? I'm in LA. I'm in Silver Lake uh at my in my friend's office. Um out here on a little bit of a tour. So just killing some time and relaxing until this weekend. It's gonna get pretty hectic. Speaking of time, mm-hmm. bar part-time. Yes. That was re- a really nice experience. Like I've only spent a little bit of time in san francisco uh over the years but that was like that place is like an oasis in the country like you know sf has a pretty gnarly reputation you know tech people not a lot of style i mean to be fair there's a lot of crunchy granola people out there but (laughs) for whatever reason like you know bar part time is a magnet for people who are down with music down with good wine and you know it, it's over at one thirty, so you know everybody gets that's, it in and then goes home and gets some good sleep. That's early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because they have like a uh, uh, they only have like a beer and wine license right. instead of a full liquor license. I mean, everything closes at two anyway, so I guess it's, it's not that crazy. But it definitely makes for a, a pretty intense night. And like you said, they everyone gets a good night's sleep. Yes, which is what we yeah. need. Yeah, I mean, I've since I've been out on the West Coast, it's almost two weeks now. Um, I've woken up very early. I mean, tech. I guess technically it would be like eleven a.m. on East Coast time, but I've gotten up pretty early every day, which is not something that I do when I'm on the East Coast. So, you know, <laughs> something going on out here that's making me a more responsible person. Maybe it's the water. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe it's the weed. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we are probably used to it since, you know, Philly, the, in the Philly days, bars closed at two, you know, yeah. we're both in New York and, you know, bars closed at like four or later. Yeah, or, or later, yeah. Or later. Depending, and, on, depending on who you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just to hear that you're out at such a reasonable time, like, and you, you getting up early I'm an mm-hmm. I'm a morning guy, so I always get. I am early. not. You are not. <laughs> no, no. You sleep in. Yo, yeah. I mean, because I'm usually out till five or six in the morning, so right. sleeping in is just kind of necessary. Sleeping in sounds sounds wonderful, but lately these days I've been waking up, open up all the curtains, open up all the blinds. I need that, you know, morning dew. Need that morning sun yes. on my face, and then I'm just now. I'm just like letting you in on my like morning routine right now. I mm-hmm. I've started r- looking over my previous like stand up routines. I used to like write mm. stand up, so I just would r- like read it just to like mm-hmm. memorize it. So yeah. if, just in case I'm there's an open mic somewhere and like <laughs> in case you get you don't want to get caught slipping. <laughs> yeah, just in case Yo, like you I know. got a five. I got a five ready to go. <laughs> Let's do this right now. And in somebody's kitchen, let's do it. Let's Where do we it. At? Let's do it, right? You're back like, of a yeah. CVS, let's go. <laughs> yeah, back at CVS, and then like I have this like long CVS receipt of my standout just in case. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so I now I'm just trying to I'm just trying to rebuild that memory that I I lost quite some time. And then I'm also reading a book at the mm-hmm. same time. And then you know, then I start my day. Brushing my teeth, wash my face. You have a whole day before your day. I, I have a whole day before my day. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. So it's like I I need to, I like, I don't know. It's always been like this since I was well. I was always a morning person when I was mm-hmm. a kid. If I were to do everything that I've been doing since I like now, since I was a kid, I'm pretty sure I'd be successful. Like yeah. some type of <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Remember Shad? He used to stand up in the back of CBS. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're you're getting your reps in early before you gotta face uh society. It's, yeah, it's, it's rough out there. It's rough out there, right? Yes, very much so. That's why I'm lucky that I get to do what I do because you know, playing music for people, I get an opportunity to make them happy and hopefully hopefully take them out of whatever headspace they're in that makes them like that like they are (laughs) oh of course long day of work yes you just have to gotta decompress decompress Mm -hmm. you go to the bar you go to the club it's like you just need to like not think about what's going on or just for just like a hot second yes oh yeah four seconds yeah and hopefully with a nice glass of wine in your hand right oh i was gonna say shout out to my uh non-drinkers out there but uh a nice glass of wine is very nice (laughs) speaking of non-drinkers out there Friend and guest of the show, Marissa Lee. I was hanging out with her recently. She she told me, man, I don't this isn't really classified information. But like okay. we're just not we're not like shading anyone, but uh friend and guest uh Jayo, he said that like these non-alcoholic this a non-alcoholic trend that's been going on he thinks that it's yeah. gonna die and i'm like bro 
I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so either. I I think there are enough people out there, you know, and there's enough people out there that are on that wave and have always been on that wave, uh, to to kind of support a subculture of that. Like, there's a few parties like Daybreaker, and then there's another one. There was one called Morning Gloryville, and then there was another one called uh, the I think it's called the Get Down or whatever, and they were at House of Yes for a long time. You know, very like early morning. Like I went to one, I went to a daybreaker party on a boat on Pride weekend after DJing, you know, till four in the morning. Then I went at six and there's some footage of me somewhere dancing around with my shirt off to share. But it was, <laughs> uh, but they party like the, the, there's a misconception, like just because there's no booze that you can't party in reality. You know, Paradise Garage, which, you know, everybody kind of heralds as the model for modern nightclubbing, they didn't serve alcohol. You know, it's not saying that people weren't doing other things, right. but, you know, no no alcohol being in the club was actually a big part of the, the formula because what alcohol does is it slows people down, it makes does. people sloppy. It does. You know, it, it there's only so much drinking you can do before, you know, it becomes uh kind of incapacitating you know so you know I, I to me i believe not necessarily that there shouldn't be the opportunity to drink but i think there should be a little more of an emphasis on moderation low right. low abv beverages juices hydration all that stuff and i guess i'm just speaking from you know hoping that i can change my lifestyle to that at some point yeah is there a time that you cut off uh drinking um i'll do it periodically um just because usually it just makes me tired like right. that, i think that's really what it is at the end of the day like it makes me tired i've lost a bunch of sundays to feeling like crap you right. know i'm not in my 20s anymore i can't like bounce up and go out again um, and also the hair of the dog thing doesn't really work anymore. No. So it's yeah. So it's just like being conscious of that stuff. You know, I'll stop drinking for a couple weeks or um, months at a time, but without turning this into a, a therapy session. Yeah. Um, I think for a lot of people too that work in the industry, you know, it's a lot of environmental triggers. You know, people can be you know totally cool like in most of the week, but you know once they enter the the club, like it is kind of stressful. You know, depending on which angle you're coming from it really is and, yeah. and I, it's, it's habit it's habit the hair of the dog situation i just it's like it has to be a myth somewhere someone's saying like <laughs> prosecco like just yeah. drink some prosecco and you'll you'll be fine yeah i mean i will say to those people out there the best hangover cure i've and this is not you know a secret but the best hangover cure honestly is just like a joint before you go to bed to be to to be completely honest water you know get your electrolyte in some pedialyte whatever and a joint and you you should be relatively okay in the morning i don't know what the weed does but for whatever reason it works there's got to be some weed scientists out there that <laughs> yeah, have been yeah. studying that yeah i mean maybe it just makes you forget how messed up you feel <laughs> but is your fridge stocked with a, is it, it's not, what's the hangover cure? Not Pedialyte. I mean, I have Pedialyte. Elect so. Electrolyte. Electrolyte. Yeah. 
which is a hilarious name. It's it's just Pedialyte for adults, basically. Is 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 they just rebranded Pedialyte and now you know or Gatorade, you know, but that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, no one really drinks Gatorade for like sports anymore. No, no, it's purely for hangover or like you're going to your construction job. <laughs> yeah. Rashad, and this is Where Many Hats, presented by Desire, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. You can check out all the episodes of the Where Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. WMH and Desire is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Bruce Easley is a DJ. I met Bruce in Philly, and now we're both in the Big Apple. We partied everywhere in Philly. He DJed every club possible. Now here in BK, last time I saw him was at House of Yes, but you can catch him at the Lot Radio, clocking in with the Funk Cube crew. Check out his radio station later than Air FM. This is Club Lonely, DJ Bruce. There's no Planet B music. How does it work? Please welcome Bruce Easley to Wear Many Hats. Thank you. I'm I'm uh I'm not used to hearing my government name on these things, so this is this is nice. <laughs> it's interesting Thank because you. of course, it's interesting because I know your government name cuz we're we've been homies since Philly, but also yeah. we're, we're Facebook friends, so that reminded me. Thank oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cuz I for, I forgot that like any like publication you do or any, like your online internet presence like your last name is not on there, which yeah. is, which is a good t- good thing. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm out there. Well, I did that. I did that intentionally in, you know, I guess in anticipation of my getting some sort of real job at some point, but that hasn't really happened. So, you know, I just let it happen. I just let, let it all out there now. Congrats on being featured for mix of the day for resident advisor. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh that was a very that happened very quickly and it was a very nice surprise um that they had reached out to me. Uh yeah, it was it was great. I had just made that mix randomly one day. Um I had some time and I was like I want to explore jazz and like some more you know, less four on the floor stuff and they seemed very receptive to it. So, you know, out of random are. Yeah, yeah, it was just super random. <laughs> I put it up and somebody reached out. That's incredible. I just I love that you made the mix just because you wanted to do it out of the blue and then what came of it was RA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to have a couple friends, you know, who are right. in the, in that orbit. Um, cause they'll, they're, they're keeping tabs on your stuff, but that one seemed to resonate. So it worked out jazz. Oh man. I love that. Have you played public records yet? 
Uh, I played in the bar a couple right. times. I played like right when they first opened. Um, that's like a very hot ticket right now. So I'm not I'm not in a hurry to get back in there. But no, you know, I I really do. I like that room, the sound room a lot. The sound room is because that's where also friend and guest the show Marissa Lee we hung out mm-hmm. oh, at, yeah, and yeah. I I forgot how amazing the sound room was and I was like yeah Bruce should definitely spin here or we should just like. <laughs> Attach a set here because the vibes are just as great as you know the dome. Yeah. Oh my god. What from Kinfolk? The yeah, Kinfolk. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Um. Sorry. I didn't. Did that come out? Uh. Yeah. The the sound room is a super unique. Um. It it definitely gives me oh. like art art installation vibes, but it definitely lends itself to good dancing, and the sound is really kind of unbeatable. Um, there's only a couple other dance floors in the city that I really kind of gravitate towards. Um, and honestly, they put a lot of thought into their their sound and their presentation. They really did. I mean, they also just became featured in RA as well. Like RA and Public Records just did a little split IG joint. But mm-hmm. I think club, a, of, club of the week, club of the week. And what's funny is that friend and guest of the show, uh, Asian Dan, Dan Delaro, we went to catch Louise Chen's set. Mm-hmm. and she was like have you gone upstairs and like i was like no there's an upstairs and then this is you know this is so exclusive like oh yeah we're going to the back like we're like sneaking in or whatever and we just get up there and and then like we see like tal who used to be he, he used to do programming there or something and and i was just like is there more to this club than meets the eye and then i thought like that's with like every I feel like clubs now have those secret rooms. I mean, it's all about what you can offer to the uh, offer to the customer. You know what I mean? At the mm-hmm. end of the day, these are businesses. Yes, they are community spaces and, you know, uh, em- employment opportunities and opportunities for people to be creative from like graphic designers to DJs to musicians and all that. But it is a consumable and, you know, those little secret rooms just add like a ton of value. And I don't mean to sound like really cynical about it, but, you know, that is a huge, if we're talking about public records in particular, that's a huge building. So I think, I think that that may have been in their back pocket for a while. Right. And they needed to get through the pandemic before they could really uh, launch it on everybody. But I'm also a big believer in having like multiple spaces in a venue, if not to offer variety music wise. But just to give people an opportunity to rest, you know, dance dancing is is very uh, taxing. It you is. know, con- consuming, you know, things is very taxing. And I think in order to make a better dance floor, you got to give people an opportunity to kind of sit sit off to the side. So having that little secret back room, I think, adds a bunch of value, but also gives an opportunity for people to just chill and you know recoup and then go back and and work out on the dance floor work out on the dance floor exactly because that's all that's all i uh i do mm-hmm. is, oh, uh, just pure pure dancing pure dancing when i work yeah. out and also listening to dance music when i work out yeah 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 Yeah, i mean dance music is a really good companion for uh for 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 working out i don't know how people you know work out to like you know paul simon 
you know, <laughs> it's just no. It's like not the there's energy there, but not the right energy. You know? Right. Yeah. And like halftime, like trap music, like but honestly, whatever gets you going, you know, I haven't been in the gym in a while, so I I don't know if I have much authority here, but whatever right. gets you going, like do do what you gotta do. Sometimes I'll I would work out or go for, you know, little walks and listen to podcasts and that would that would kill time. So no, that's good. That's good to hear. I I I don't know how anyone can listen to a podcast and work out unless it's like a podcast where they're just like telling you to yeah. like work out harder. What it is, what it is for me is I know how long the podcast is, so when it's over, I know I can stop my workout. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really what it is for for me. You're like I'm done walking. <laughs> yeah i can turn around and go home now <laughs> you've been in new york for quite some time you've seen yeah. a lot of turnovers with clubs changing left and right yep and you kind of know the industry pertaining to like running a club it almost seems like and like i know drinks and whatnot is do you ever have dreams about opening up your own club Yes, I don't I don't think any DJ bartender, you know, anyone who has to work under someone else at some point or work with a bunch of people. Uh, I don't I think everybody kind of has a dream mm-hmm. about opening up their own space. Actually, I'm in a little uh, group chat with some some uh, some other industry folks. And we were just talking about that today, <laughs> saying we need to open up our own place. Uh, but yeah, it, it's on my mind a lot. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people about that not necessarily trying to get those things going but just picking other people's brains and you know i always say like should i open a club and they're usually just like no (laughs) i mean straight up and and i don't know whether that's you know them saying no to me specifically right or they're just you know in so much of the shit that they're just like you know what avoid the grief if if you're not already or if you're not already in it or you don't have to do it um avoid it so i mean i definitely take that to heart but the desire is definitely still there for sure avoid the grief there's a lot of emotion yeah yeah i mean you know i I don't know if if you had any specific questions about like my my work history but um you know when i moved to new york uh, i didn't really have much of a plan uh, but i got very lucky uh my homie matthew law um you may know him he's the anr over at fool's gold now but when we were young bulls in Philly, um, he was coming up to New York a lot. And when I finally moved here, he was DJing at this place called Donna. It was like a cocktail bar in Williamsburg, like at the very end of Williamsburg. And he was DJing there on Friday nights. Um, and I didn't really have much work. So whenever he would be traveling, because he was doing like the Red Bull three style stuff, whenever he would travel. Oh, he was also on tour with like this Korean uh, rap group. I think they were called, oh, Keith Ape, I think it was called. But anyway, that's throwback Thursday. Um, He, when he would travel, he'd be like, hey, you can, you know, take my spot. And that, doing that enough times, you know, because he was on the road so much, doing that enough time led to my uh, actually being able to help curate the DJs there. Um, I don't think it was called curating then. It was just like booking, but uh, they, I got the opportunity to, to to book some DJs there, and I had been doing that in Philly a little bit, but to in, in vain. Let's yeah. put it that way. 
Um, but once I got to New York and I, I got my feet under me doing that gig, from there I went to uh, Output. I was I was working in the wow. office and Output for a while. Um, not really doing any bookings, but I was doing like, you know, artists handling and bookkeeping or not booking, but like a bunch of administrative stuff during the day. Like it was very much a day job, which, you know, a lot of people don't, uh, they don't really understand that much of nightclubs operations actually happens during the day. Oh, it really does. A lot of, yeah. A lot of meetings, a lot of Excel spreadsheets, a lot of, you know, phone calls, emails, all that stuff. So I, I, that didn't last very long, but it was a very rewarding experience. Um, but through this whole time, I was DJing at a spot called Kinfolk, which was right around the corner from Output on White Avenue in Williamsburg. Uh, and, you know, just being there long enough, an opportunity presented itself to do some programming there. Um, I was booking stuff when they opened up their second venue. You know, I was helping them with that. Uh, you know, that's a very long story and probably a, a, I could write a little book about it. You really could. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's all experience. I was still in my 20s, like still, you know, trying to find my way in New York. But I got the opportunity to have a little bit of influence um, over the scene because I don't know if any, anyone really remembers, but like there wasn't a lot going on. There, there was not a lot going on at that time. Like Bossa was brand new. It was Kinfolk. Black Flamingo was just starting, maybe. Right. Um, this is all in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone out there. Yeah, this is all New York. Um, elsewhere, another huge club wasn't a thing. House of Yes was just starting to find their way. Their um, Yeah, because they, they were a pop-up party for a long time. Right. Um, they had like a bunch of underground venues, but this was their the, the venue they're in now. I was like their first legit venue, you know, it's been like seven years now, but, um, but at that time when I moved to to Brooklyn, like there was really not much going on. There was still cameo gallery. Like I could go down the list. We but all could the mega club, you know, uh, era that we're in right now, like with Avant Gardner and elsewhere and mega and, club. Uh, yeah. It, mega church. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could we could talk about that, but uh, but yeah, that was that really wasn't a thing. New York was kind of in a weird in between space, post like DFA, post nine eleven kind of resurgence, right? A lot of after hours, and then the world that we're in now, which is like you know everybody goes to nightclubs, and and a lot of old heads say that it's a lot like the nineties, and like they haven't seen it like the nineties uh, in a long time, so. You know, good thing, bad thing. I don't know. A lot of people are making money, so that's cool. That's great. And also, shout out to Matthew Law, um, old friend of mine as well, back in DJ Philadelphia. Fish. DJ Fish in the building. <laughs> yeah. All those amazing times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Philly, Philly was, you know, looking back on it, I was only there for, I was only in nightlife in Philly for maybe like three years. Right. Um, but those were probably the most important three years of my DJ career. Like it, it I learned a lot and I got my, as, as Rich Medina said on uh he did a podcast recently. He said, uh, what did he say? He said, Philly whoops your ass. It really so does. When you show up to New York, you already got a chip on your shoulder. You know what I mean? You do. Um, 
I mean, I'm we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. honestly, like when there was like that old it wasn't an old saying, but like if you come to New York, like people are mean, like we're from Philly, like it can't get any worse. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do a lot of uh, <laughs> commentating on Philadelphia off mic, but so I don't, I don't want to put it on the record. But oh, we all, yeah, we all do, we all. Philly, do. Philly is a very unique place, and like it I is. said, I, I would not be the DJ I would, I am today if I didn't go through that gauntlet because it, it's really relentless there, and it's not just the scene; it's like the the people that come dance they really expect you to turn them out like every right. single time. Every There's time. no like floating through a couple songs to try to find your groove. Like you got to come in, go right. to work and then Do that's it, it again. you know, and that's that 2 a.m. It's that 2 a.m. It's Philly is very blue collar. Philly is, you know, cuts off his nose despite his face a lot of times as far as, nightlife and and entertainment goes so you know and then that the 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 income base there uh you know the the there are no there are very few cool rich kids in in philly to 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 be able to sustain like you know uh um a cool venue so of course all the money there is old money or you're an athlete right you've never interacted with a person in your life because you've just been throwing a ball in around. milwaukee yeah i wouldn't be a dj today if i didn't dj in philly which i haven't so it's non-existent so <laughs> i it's a unique angle to come in with for sure yeah i know i like brought a controller down to florida and like this uber was like oh you're a dj and i just noticed that he was just like looking in my tote bag yeah with like the controller <laughs> and i was like uh I didn't know how to answer that because I was just like I DJed for fun at my friend's like beach house and yeah. but he's probably like thinking like oh house party like pool party in the back and like MTV pool party or like just making I some mean, beats at a hotel and I was like oh this is probably what DJs probably get all the time and I was like yes <laughs> well let's just make the one thing clear everyone's a dj right now so oh, yeah that's there's true re there's there's very little uh distance between you know a person who just really likes music and being a dj um you know and, and is that a good thing or a bad thing i don't know uh i don't i don't know if you have any a question about that because i this could be another hour of, of talking but, drop it um, to me but i mean long story short like music is as ubiquitous as it's ever been right um a lot of pop music is actually really really good um and there's a lot of it there's a lot of it the technology to be a dj the technology the dj technology is very accessible and very affordable and also you know being a dj looks cool on instagram so all of those things kind of swirling together in people's minds, um, you know, people want to be the center of attention and, you know, the best, I guess the best way they can think about doing that is to either, you know, start a podcast or, uh, <laughs> or uh, become a DJ, you know, and don't, don't come for me on podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I started a pandemic podcast too. I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty, guilty as charged. 
But, I love um, that you said that being a DJ looks cool on, on Instagram. Yo, being a podcaster on Instagram is not the same. I'll <laughs> no, tell you that no. much. <laughs> no, and, and my my uh, the the people that I I appreciate their podcast presence is obviously Drink Champs. Um, <laughs> even though Nori is is really just not doing well right now. Um, and also the Pod Save America guys, they figured out how to do a podcast and make it look interesting you know what i mean right but right. Um, but yeah it, it or make it snappy for social media also my other favorite podcast the road uh reflections of a dj that's that's one of my favorite uh podcasts Damn, you didn't even mention us that's well i'm up. on this one i'm on this <laughs> one so <laughs> so you know i think that speaks for itself <laughs> i i love that i love that Maybe maybe one day I have no idea if there could be some type of like podcast slash DJ like live together. Uh, interesting. Without be, it clashing, I'd be curious to see how 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 to arrange that. Probably the best maybe the best example of that would be like the song song exploder. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've cause I've that, actually met him. Yeah, that's crazy. Ye- Yeji just did a, an episode. Um, shout out to Yeji. Um, oh yeah, are you Brooklyn, are you friends? Are you friends with like everyone in like that like comes through? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say friends, but I, right, I right, definitely right. you know have relationships with a lot of people. Totally. Uh, Yeji specifically, uh, we don't know each other that well, but when I worked at Lebane, mm-hmm. um, she came through. And also the New Yorker came through and wrote about her set, her her opening set at, at LeBain. And, you know, she was off to the stratosphere from there. So I've had an op- the opportunity to spend some time with a, a lot of people who are really doing it right now. So I'm lucky. Do you ever have any um, interest in producing? Oh, I mean, I produce, <laughs> and that, that the fact that you asked me that question is is evidence that I'm not uh very equipped at or very good at promoting the fact that I do produce music. Yeah, I, I got some records out. Uh, I mean, I've been making music for a decade now. Right, right. Producing music has always been more of a practice instead of a you know producing music to put it out. You know, sometimes I'll get really frustrated and, you know, I'll, I, you know, I'll hear some big song, you know, some DJs playing. It's like, I can make that. And then I'll go make it right. and put it out. And then I just kind of forget about it. Uh, I know a lot of, I know a lot of my friends who make music uh, are very cagey about uh, self-promotion. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what you do. You, got, you have to do it. And I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather people just come see me play records i'm not really worried about you know having a hit song or whatever i just like think no i was gonna say but long story short yes (laughs) go on spotify look up planet b it's on there yes i i make music it's 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 out there i just like love the the term producer usually when people always like are interested in what i do as a career and i tell them i'm a producer but i forgot that it's like I'm an arts producer, but the go-to term for like 
just people on the street just go directly to music and they're like oh yo like can i listen to your beats and i was like i turned my head i'm like wait oh no music 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 is the most you know it's the most common thing it's a thread that connects all of us you know people who you say i'm a producer people don't think like oh you produce movies like no right, they right, think no. of like somebody sitting in their bedroom making beats right you know because but to be fair music producers like the in the traditional sense like they are the orchestrators right. of these artistic endeavors a beat maker can or musician can also be a producer right but it all gets glommed together in uh in one under one umbrella so and you know you got people like pharrell out there that you know that's kind of i feel like that's what people right they uh they gravitate towards i was on the metro Boomin and all that metro Boomin. i was on the plane and i was just like chopping and editing a podcast episode Mm -hmm. and just like i'm to myself and this is what happens when you're on when you're in coach so one day i need to like go up to first class so like there's these like two bros like next to me and they're just like watching the game but they're also like watching me edit and and then they like nudge me and i'm like what's up and then they're like yo are you are you in pro tools what can i listen to your beats i was like clearly you don't know what pro tools is if you're asking me what the like i didn't like i was like no i'm just you should have said yeah sure and then it's just (laughs) a bunch of people talking he's like yeah these are my beats and they just stare at them, you know, going, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you can listen to my beats. You can listen to my beats. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, damn. So I can't, like, I just can't be anywhere out in the I mean, streets. it's honestly, like, a lot of people just can't wrap their head around making stuff. Like, there's just so many people out there whose lives revolve around other like other stuff like you know they revolve around or you know documents you know stuff generated by other people and they're just kind of they have to ingest it but making stuff from whole cloth and they're creating things out of nowhere a lot of people just cannot wrap their head around that stuff and um you know that's why we are on one side of the table and they're on the other you know but they it's it's a symbiotic relationship but you know there, there's a severe lack of appreciation or a lack of understanding coming from the uh the day walkers you know what i mean i agree i agree can you not stick to one dj name i know you buy okay. so many names and the best part okay. is that i catch up and keep up with it so that's how yeah. you know i'm you know i'm there all right let me break this down once and for all so i am planet b Period. Planet B. <laughs> Planet B. My name's Bruce. If you see me, you can call me by Bruce. That's fine. But it's Planet B. Club Lonely is my Instagram name. DJ Bruce is retired. So it's Planet B. And that no that none of that will change because up until 
last week someone was making a flyer and they're like so what dj name do you want me to use i'm like can i be even more look look can i be even more clear <laughs> you know so it's plan to B. if anyone asks plan to B. but my name is bruce you know miss janet if you're nasty you know what i mean uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i um you know, I, I talk about this a lot on, on the show about the perfect name, right? Yeah. And people just, like, changing it up here and there. And, like, you know, DJ names going by their real names or, like, mm -hmm. band names going by their real names and solo artists, like, choosing a band name. It's, it's like, on the Wear Many Hats show, we love trademarking. We love, like, copyright. We love everything that has to do with, like creating and just like starting a project yeah um but we also know the fact that like you know things change and very much so yeah yeah and you know whether or not nothing lasts forever but i just think that i just think that like a name like almost like when you want to start off your project or whatever you want to come up with like the perfect name that suits you well, well, all right. If you want a little insight into, you know, how I, how I landed on Planet B or just like my journey, um, I started DJing in college. So I went to Drexel University way back in the year uh, 2007. Uh, and I didn't start DJing until maybe a year later. But when I started DJing, I was al already very active in like student organizations. And, you know, I was a man about campus or whatever. Um, I was in like the business school. So, uh, you know, I had a huge Afro. So I was just very like recognizable, you know? So when I started DJing, I was like, what's the best name? And th this was a very business school decision that I made brand recognition. People already knew me as Bruce. So I was like, I'll just be DJ Bruce because why would I squander, you know, the, the fact that people knew me already. So it's just like, just add the DJ to it. As time went on, I increasingly got frustrated with DJ Bruce because one, I didn't like the way it looked on, on flyers. Mm -hmm. Like from a visual perspective, I have like, I don't want to say I have a graphic design background, but I'm very keen to that stuff. And I've done a right. bunch of graphic graphic design work over the years. Um, I didn't like that. The letters didn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't feel symmetrical to me. Um, and then, you know, I would be on flyers with like people with cool names and I, it would be like, you know, explosion master one and like DJ cool Steve or like whatever. Shout out to Steve, by the way, but that's not his <laughs> real name, DJ name. Um, and then it'd be like, DJ Burns, you know what I mean? It just right, like, right, didn't, right. it didn't resonate with me the same way, like other people's names would. So that, be, you know, that was like a 10 year journey of like trying to figure out what my name would be. And then just out of nowhere, like I saw this clip of Greta Thunberg, like going off. She was like, there is no planet B. This is the only planet we have. Blah, blah, blah. Planet B. And I was just like, yo, that's sick. And <laughs> so I and then I saw a poster that said that there is no planet B. And I really love the typography and the the graphics on it and i was just like and i was also in a pretty deep depression at the time right so the whole concept of like not existing you know it, 
it's not that dark, but the whole concept <laughs> of like proclaiming that you don't exist while someone's talking to you just sounded really funny to me. Right. So I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. And I could co-opt the there is no planet B thing. It will satisfy my own insecurity and also my own humor. And, you know, that's how Planet B was born. It's a homage to Greta. Shout out to Greta. Shout out to Greta. Um, yeah. No shout out to, to global, warming. <laughs> global warming. Yeah, you get no shout out. <laughs> yeah. Exxon Mobile. Yes. Yeah. But but yeah, that I mean, it 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 was coming from a lot of different angles. It was like right. a personal angle. It was a visual angle. Like I right. like the way Planet B looks on flyers way better than I did DJ Bruce. Right. DJ Bruce always kind of looked like a shoe to me, whereas Planet B is like, you know, and also from a from a production standpoint, Planet B could be anything. It could be me. It could be a band. It could be, you know, a production project. Like it could be a party. It could be anything. So it added a lot of versatility um, and also gave me the opportunity to kind of separate myself. <laughs> I give who I am personally from the art part you know what i mean it's so good it's yeah. so good hats off to you and everything that you do for some to start wearing many hat solutions can we make a wmh mix and collab with lighter than air.fm yeah i with mean this episode i'd be i'd be happy to to do that if you want yeah that'd be sick okay tj's be doing that and i just like one day <laughs> i like kind of hope that you know, WMH turns into some type of like NTS situation, lot radio situation, but that's like yeah. a live dream, you know. I mean, it's it's doable, and and to be to be fair, a lot of those radio stations, you know, spe specifically the ones you name, they don't have like a talking element to them at all, and not to say that they need it, but you know, people like talking about the music that they play, or that they people really like don't. talking about stuff. And I think that would just, you know, add an, an like people don't even go on the mic during their show to like say who they are. Right. You know what I mean? So, but I do. Grand Street Sounds. <laughs> Grand Street Sounds, you know. It was great to see you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for uh for for inviting me on here. This I appreciate that. Oh, of course, of course. And you know, thanks for coming on. And mm -hmm. you know, the last time I saw you was you know, you DJed at House of Yes, and you know the gang was there. Daniela and mm -hmm. Daniela's mm -hmm. brother. We were like shooting our collaboration with Commercial Type, yep. Stars yep, yep, collaboration, yep. and like you were you were there spinning all the all the good tunes. And I was just like, damn, that was like. I mean, we can still obviously have those those days now and better, but like you know, you're you're also friends with um friend against the show. Well, future guest of the show, David <laughs> David Gill from Tennis Grip. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's like you know uh, the community is just like either getting smaller or bigger. You know, I think the community is the community, and it's the people that kind of revolve around it. That right. people come and go, but yeah, the the community it's it's very healthy right now, and I I'm I'm just kind of over the moon to be a part of it and 
to have contributed to it in some way, shape or form. Like it, it's done a lot for me and I know it's done a lot for a, a lot of other people. Yeah. Drama aside, Fred again aside, you know what I mean? It's been, <laughs> it's been good. If you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? <laughs> uh, you know, you put that in an email and I looked at it and I never thought about it ever again. <laughs> oh man, if I was going to get a chest tattoo, um, Damn. House is a feeling. House is a feeling. Yeah. That's it. Plug your socials. Where can people find you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So my Instagram name is Club Lonely. Club Lonely, like the song, uh, all one word. It's not my DJ name. Um, And you can find me, just Google Planet B DJ and all my stuff will pop up my website is i got a website i know very web 1.0 um planet b <laughs> planet b.net so that's it but yeah club lonely will take you anywhere you want to go thank you bruce for coming on wear many hats it was great to have you i appreciate that thank you thank you thank you till next time this is wear many hats presented by Dasar and i'm rashad peace, peace. <laughs>